The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Street and now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Talking Tuesday edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys, as we welcome you into week eight of the NFL season. Dang crazy that we're two months into this bad boy and there's plenty to talk about man we've got some reaction around the NFL in week seven the Cowboys have were off but certainly things that you can look at and learn from uh the Cowboys of course making some roster moves we'll get to all of that Jerry Jones was just on 105.3 the fan a couple moments ago and so we'll kind of react to that as well but before we get anywhere you know where you want to go no, you're muted. But other than that, wow, what a start! Yeah, oh for, oh for one, kicked it. Kicked it. it's almost like Michael Penix's start against Arizona oh, State. Oh, the Heisman tonight. winning candidate? Is that you talking about? You talking about the guy who's winning the Heisman candidate right now? In week nine, huh? You don't yeah. win. You don't win Heisman's in week nine. <laughs> back to back years <laughs> leading the leading the FCS. <laughs> that was weird. That was like <laughs> that a ventriloquist. Yeah, I don't. It, for those of you listening to this, you just missed out on Isaiah laughing without his lap, like his lips moving at all. It was That's weird. it. Um, yeah, no, it, we're, we're not talking about Go Michael ahead. Penix. Go ahead and say Talk it, to me. He's great, though. <clears throat> mm. um, we're talking about your mm. Texas Rangers. And I know there's a mixture of fans. There's Cowboys fans everywhere. There are Cowboys fans that are fans of the Astros. There are Cowboys fans that are fans of the Phillies or the Diamondbacks or wherever. But Rangers fans have something to cheer about today. I'm not going to talk about it for very long. Just the fact that they are going to the World Series. Congrats, man. And I'm very excited. That's dope. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, very excited. I, I feel like I'm uh, 11 again when they made it last. Yep. Yeah. It was very fun. It was a lot of fun. But, yeah, that's all we're going to say. Very decisive Rangers are going win. to the World Series. Decisive win, too. Yeah, it was fun. That was a lot of fun. It was very satisfying. Did you go? I wish. Mm. I thought about it. I wish. Mm. We had a we had a thing already last night, me and the wifey, and so we oh. took care of that and then had to go back over. We, we watched it at uh, the in-law's house, and gotcha. it was a lot of fun. Went to her mom's house and had a good time. But, man, yeah, Rangers get it done. But I, I, I kind of want to relay it back to the Cowboys because there's, the, there's that frustration, I think, with Cowboys fans or crossover fans right now of the fact that, Oh, the Rangers can get there. The Stars were in the Stanley Cup final not too long ago. Uh, they've, they've made these deep playoff runs, and then you're getting to the point where the trade deadline is on the horizon. Mm. And you want a team to go all in. The Rangers went all in. They went and got a guy like Max Scherzer, who started Game 7, late in the, the trade process to go and find some reinforcements. That's kind of where we're at right now. Before we get the news and notes, I'll ask you guys, would you rather the Cowboys, based off of what you've seen in the first six games, would you rather them be aggressive, Isaiah, or would you rather them maybe take the conservative approach to the 2023 season? <laughs> you know who you're asking this question I'm to? just asking. Aggressive. Aggre- you play every year to win the Super Bowl. Every you year. don't play to position yourself for a Super Bowl run three years down the road. You play every year to win the Super Bowl. And it's I, I have applauded the front office this year for being more aggressive than they've been in recent years. 
This year they went out and they got Gilmore. This year they went out and got B. Cooks, right? They mm-hmm. they did those things. Last year, you know, they they recognized they had a hole. They went out and got Jonathan Hankins. All those all those key elements and to, to their success to date. Continue that. Like keep that energy, right? Like there are other teams that we're not going to mention that have historically been aggressive. And almost every team that we could think about that has been aggressive has positioned themselves for a run that year. Some of those teams have actually succeeded in those runs. Going to the Super Bowl, not necessarily winning all the time, and in a, at least you're in a position to win it. Some of them have actually won the whole thing. Either way, you put yourself where you need to be every year. And I think that Dallas is in another position where they can do the same thing. And I would like my request, early Christmas request, okay? Mm. All right, you're not going to work a couple months out. Okay, but my early— wishes out there Put quick. my wish out yeah. there now, Okay is that they go out and be uber-aggressive. I'm talking about ask for the things that nobody would even remotely even think to ask for because guess what? The answer is always what? The answer is always no if you don't ask it. Yep. Right? Shoot or shoot. You can't score if you don't shoot. Just saying. I can't. If you made this a poll question amongst Cowboys fans, Mm -hmm. I would be stunned if there was more than 1% that said to be conservative and stand pat. I mean, 27 years without getting to a Super Bowl, Mm. forget what the other teams are doing in the league, in the city, I mean, now is the time. And then with, with the team that they have built right here, you can see where there's just years where, not just with the Cowboys, but pro sports teams in general, where you're like, why would you go make that move? That's not doing anything for that team. You, you guys aren't even close. Yeah. Like, one potential move could be the thing that you look back at in February and go, Typical. man, remember that thing? Remember when they made that move? Maybe. Man, that was such a difference maker right there. That that helped put them over the top, whether it be because of the way the player played on the field or the way they were behind the scenes in the locker room, bringing in experience, things like that. Um, I, I would be stunned if anybody would say that they don't want them to be aggressive right now. Now, with that being said, the only caveat I will put into that is that you don't want to do anything that would be so big that it, it prevents you from uh, financially down the road uh, impacting anything that you can do with like a Micah Parsons or a CD Lamb. But as long as it doesn't do that, as long as it's something where that's why a lot of times during the trade deadline, people look at guys with contracts that are on maybe their final year, they only have because then it's not going too far in advance, you know. I don't see them doing something that would, you know, sacrifice or, or I shouldn't say sacrifice, but in, impact anything on that level. Um, but everything should be on the table. And I did find it interesting how Jerry said this morning about how. Most of the deals are going to come from people calling you because if you call them, mm-hmm. they know you're interested and you're just not going to get a good price. You know, like, and I and I get what he's saying to a certain extent. He didn't say it this way, but it's like one of those, you know, you call a team and you ask for this defensive tackle and they're just like, oh, they're interested. Yeah, we need two ones from that, whatever. Whereas if another team calls you about a defensive tackle on their team that you're like, well, he's not as good as this guy. And all they want is a two right now. Like, we got to take this. Like, you know, so I do understand where he's coming from. And I also understand when I say that, that fans don't want to hear that. Yeah, it's the businessman in him, right? I I think there was a lot of tactical uh, uh, dialogue that went into his hit on the fan this morning. That was my first news and no, but I'll I'll touch on this right quick. Aggressive, that's what they have to be. I think we all agree on that. You look at the Eagles and and the moves that they've made over the course of the last couple of years. And uh, it could be this week, Kevin Biard going out and getting him and realizing that you made a mistake with C.J. Gardner-Johnson and letting him walk. And, okay, you accepted that. Well, you you bring in a guy to fill that hole, and uh, you fill that hole in the secondary. You look at how aggressive they were in getting DeAndre Swift and A.J. Brown and Jalen 
Jalen Carter even getting up to nine to go get him. If you break so, it, you buy it, Isaiah. <laughs> you keep hitting that mic that's over true. there. Well, stop saying guys' names, okay? <laughs> Beams in the back like freaking right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but you look at that aggression in the in the division, right? And you you want to match that because that's not only the standard in the division, but that's the standard in the NFC. And um, the way the last couple of weeks yeah. have shaken out, I think that's also the way the entire NFL is is kind of being standardized right now is, is the Philadelphia Eagles. Does yeah, that, well, hold on real quick. I was also going to say, it's not like there's like a really obvious team right now that you point to and go, man, look how aggressive that team is. And they just keep swinging and missing. Like when you look at a lot of those really aggressive <laughs> there's teams. There's only one team. Two, there's only one team that's been uber aggressive in, in, in not even just this year, and it's the Chargers. The Chargers, was it last year or the year before, they went out there, were uber aggressive. They solidified their defense. They got yeah. everybody. They got That's Mac. True. They got, I mean, they got the JC secondary. Jackson. They got everybody, right? Yeah. And you were like, oh, crap, here they go. And they're the only team that's been aggressive like that and has not had the success, right? But every other team, 49ers, success. Philly, success. Rams, success. Every single team that we can mention that has been uber aggressive. Buccaneers. The, I mean, I'm just Buccaneers, saying, the Bucs, yeah. right? All of them. All of them have been successful except for the Chargers. Well, and the other thing that has to be factored in with this, too, that I think really annoys the fan side of it is that I would say, whether you're talking Cowboys fans, NFL fans, or sports fans, like, there's one thing that they all know about the Cowboys, and that's Jerry Jones. Mm -hmm. And his persona is this wildcatter, makes all these big-time crazy things that sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But when it comes to the football team, they don't see that, and that's one of the biggest questions. Mm -hmm. That's not just with your fan base, but around sports that are just kind of like, oh, I, this seems like a move. Like, for example, like some of the moves that you mentioned with the Eagles, and then also San Francisco stuff like that. Those are the type of moves that you're that you think that the Cowboys are always making. You know, and, and instead the Cowboys make a lot of they make a lot of uh, calculated moves. You know, yeah. they don't. There isn't a lot of swing for the fences, things like that. And I think a lot of times it comes from maybe the, uh, one didn't work out, so it's like we're not going to do this again type thing. Um, I'm not sure, but I just th I find it interesting that that is, the, that is the reputation, is that, oh, Jerry will, will do anything he needs, but then they sit there and they're also kind of like, well, why didn't they? Why, why, why haven't they made one of these aggressive moves? You know, you guys would probably be able to answer this a little bit better than I could. When was the last time that the Cowboys went out and made a midseason uh, acquisition that just blew you away. I'm talking like Von Miller to the Rams that that midseason. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Mari Cooper. That's, the yeah. that's the one. I mean, yeah. round one pick yeah. sent it for to, sure to uh, uh, Oakland, Oakland at the yeah. time. Uh, almost said Las Vegas, but it was still in Oakland whenever he was there. So that's the last time it happened. And I don't know if that played a huge factor in the fact that they won't do anything or they haven't done anything like that since then, but they really didn't like going in that 2019 draft without a first-round pick. They hated the fact yeah. that they did not have a first-round pick in the 2019 draft. They took Tristan Hill in the second round, and it didn't work out the way that it wanted to from a second-round pick there as well. Well, let's say Amari Cooper helps them run to a Super Bowl. Do you think they, they, they still feel the same Then I think they feel way. better, but it, yeah, it, in sure. the end, that didn't happen. Yep. They didn't get to an NFC Championship game. They were aggressive. They went out there. They got <clears> it done. I think this roster is just as good, if not better, even with some of the injuries that they've had, as that roster was going into it. I think this roster is in a similar situation. Yeah, I think it would have been better if Trayvon Diggs was available, if Leighton Van Der Esch was fully healthy, if you felt better about your offensive line. I still think they would be in a better situation uh, it, it, as this team is made up here in week eight of the 2023 season than even that team was before they went and traded for Amari Cooper. But I, I think... The other thing that factors into it, and, and John kind of alluded to this a, a moment ago, but 
the way that the NFL has kind of shifted these last two weeks, this last two weeks have been very interesting because you got the Cowboys getting blown out by the 49ers in week five, and that was a big benchmark moment for the entire league saying, wow, the 49ers are it. That team is legitimate. They're almost <laughs> unstoppable. Boom, they've lost two straight games. Eagles fell to a, a, a not-so-good Browns team with a backup quarterback, a backup running back, and tons of injuries as well. Or wait, no, that was who beat San Francisco, excuse me. Philadelphia lost yep. the week before. They won last week. But in the end, the NFC, good teams, but still wide open. Are you on the same echelon right now as the Cowboys, or are the Cowboys on that same echelon as Philadelphia, as San Francisco? I don't think you can say that. But you can say that the NFC is wide open and any team can win in any given week right now. Well, and that makes me want to be more aggressive. That makes me want to sure up some of the problems so that way you can argue that you're in that echelon. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put them in with the Niners and Eagles no. right now, but uh, fortunately for the Cowboys, in two weeks you'll get to find out. You know, you can go out there and play the Eagles and, and have your best game of the season, and, and maybe that'll show that you do belong in that in that echelon. But right now, I wouldn't put them there. I would put the Eagles uh, number one, Niners two, and mm-hmm. then there's a little bit of a drop off, and then that's when you get to probably the Cowboys and the Lions. Do you think the ooh, that's an interesting conversation. Do you think the Cowboys are even there with the Lions? I know you'll get to see After that Sunday, yeah, in the penultimate. I think so. Yeah. I think so, yeah. To get their doors blown off by the Ravens the way they did, yeah. the Lions did, yeah. No. Yeah, you think the Cowboys If, if, they, if, they, if they would have played a tight game against the Ravens, I might have felt differently. But hmm. the delay that egg the way they did, that was worse than the, the Cowboys lost to the Niners as far as I'm concerned. Ooh. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, that was not they, a What was it, 38-6, to six, the yeah. final? Yeah. Whoa, and it was difficult to even get that six. Yeah, that was pretty wild. <laughs> Lamar Jackson looked like the greatest football player ever. He's balling. <laughs> he might be. No, but he's, he's balling. He's no. not. He's definitely not, but no, he that looked guy, like in that game. That guy plays for the University of Washington. Right, right, right. Now, right, yeah, right. Best player in football. Right. Uh, really quick on that same point, uh, Jerry Jones said on the fan this morning, talking about that upper echelon conversation, mm-hmm. he said, we belong in the upper echelons. I'm not going to say we belong on the field with San Fran, and we haven't played Philly, so I don't want to go that far, but we're in the upper echelon. So I, okay. they're in the upper echelon, but yet they're not on the same field as San Fran. I don't know. You, you take that. There's an right. upper, upper echelon. You're right. Also, the other thing with those two teams, too, <laughs> that I find interesting is like going back to the whole Eagles, how aggressive they've been. It's not like they've hit on everything. And they've overcome no. it. You know, they gave the big contract to Carson Wentz and found a way to, hey, let's overcome this. It sucks, but we're going to make some tough moves. And they're going to have to make some tough moves going forward now that they gave the yep. big contract to Jalen Hurts. Their offensive line's obviously uh, not getting any younger, and that's been a huge part of their team. It looks like it's in its prime right now, but they're going to have to keep making those. But you look at their the way that they're doing things, and you're just like, you're pretty confident that they're going to be able to find ways that if they don't get it in the draft, because I don't think there's any arguing the Cowboys draft better than the Eagles, but the Eagles fill in their holes when they need to very aggressively. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could say the same thing about San Francisco. San Francisco yeah. has traded all these first-round picks. They've given up all these different assets along the way to go get a, a Trey Lance, who's on this roster now. And you go and you you pay the money to Dr- Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's not even on the roster anymore. And now you're playing. You get lucky, and you got a guy like Brock Purdy who turns into being Brock Purdy as opposed to being just Mr. Irrelevant. But there's a lot of things that, that have to go right for you to be in this current situation but Isaiah, you could also make things go right for you if you really want to, and just push that direction. Yeah, there's two there's two position groups, two guys. I can't say names because obviously they're on rosters, sure. and we don't want tampering. But there are two positions. I'll say. Yeah, just uh, name a college that, that I would say that I would. You know, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Rhymes um, with Baron Bottles. Yeah, <laughs> so there's. Um, I'm joking. I'm joking. No tampering. Um, there is a actually there's two defense alignment. One of them probably not accessible. 
neither one of them probably accessible, but there's two defensive defense alignment that I would go gung ho for. Okay, interior defense alignment that are just complete dominant guys that you could put next to Jonathan Hankins hmm. that I feel would completely negate teams' abilities to run the ball against you. They're doing a good job of stopping teams from running the ball against them. But let's let's not be fooled. Like if something happened to Jonathan Hankins, you're gonna be mm. with the bubble guts. Okay? Not wishing that obviously. Your first round pick has a step up. So he's not ready yet, okay? I think he will be a good player, but currently right now he's not ready to make an impact on this team, okay? So that's not to say anything about his future. It's just where he is currently, and a lot of people don't have the patience for that because of where he was drafted. He's still a human being, okay? So give him time, and hopefully he'll be the impact player, but let's not count on that this year. So I think there's somebody, there's there's a handful of guys that I will go after on the interior defensive line, and there is a running back Hmm. that I would go after with a lot. I wouldn't give up a first. Wouldn't give up a first. Would you? Would you pay a king's ransom for him to go and get him? Not a not a not a king's ransom, but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Would you? Would you pay this much to this mysterious running back, or would you rather go get Leonard Fournette? I would pay for this running back. Okay. Mm. Because my thing is, teams have to fear you. They have to fear attacking something, and then you have to affirm their fear. So right now, I don't think offensively teams fear anything from the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe Even CD. Maybe. CD's the dude. I mean, I understand, but you don't look at the numbers. But you don't fear him because he's not doing anything over the top, right? He's getting things underneath. Mm -hmm. He's making some plays, right? And because accumulation of how many, many, yeah, he's stacking them up. Seven, eight catches. Okay, yeah, you're going to get that. Okay, but I'm talking about splash plays. Like, there's nothing that you fear right now from this offense. So I think if you added this particular person to that running back room, I think it would alleviate the burden that Tony Pollard is carrying right now. And I think it would actually improve his game, as we've seen in, in past years, when he has somebody that he can play off of. Because I don't, I honestly don't think he's a, a one man, one man band. I right. just don't. Okay, that's there's no knock on him. I just yeah. think that he needs another dog out there, and most teams do. Most teams have a two headed monster. There's very few teams that have one guy that's like the main, the main guy out there. So um, it would be surprising if they made that move though, just it would because be, of yeah. the position. I get it, but what does this offense have to be able to do? Well, they have to be able to run the they ball. They have to be able to run the ball. This is yeah. not a, a, a throw-it-around type of team. So knowing that that's the one thing that you have to do, I think that you need to have somebody back there that teams fear. Yeah. So that's the, on the offensive side. On the defense side, I, again, I want an interior defense lineman. That's not to say that there aren't other position groups that need to be addressed. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to the fact that you you left out offensive line, wide receiver, I don't think because, linebacker, Because the reality corner. is nobody's trading an offensive lineman. At this time of year, I agree. That's not happening. I think that's right? probably so, the toughest yeah. one to go get. So and not, it would be the toughest to fit in too, because facts. you feel good about your starting five. They just got to figure it's it out. The depth. Yeah, they the just got to figure it out. So offensive line is not happening this time of the year. You can go out there and make a splash play on a corner, but honestly, there's a handful of corners that I would consider are shut down corners, mm-hmm. and they're just not. They're just not there any any longer. And most teams that have a shut down corner aren't getting rid of them. No. So so I mean that's those are just positions that you just don't come by. So there's two position groups, two guys that I would go after um and that's the impact would you that go I trade think. for a wide out? No. Do you think a wide out would nope. help? Nope, because you can't find a way to get the wide out the ball now. Okay. <laughs> it's fair. Yeah, it's very that's, fair. I mean that's part Let's of it. Focus on getting the ball to Brandon Cooks yeah. first. Yeah. And then we can I'm talking about if, if you like if you plug out. a dog at and that's not to say Osa Digizu is doing a heck of a job. But I'm talking about somebody that you'd like Mm, I, yeah, I just don't want to run against that. Like, there's just right now against the Philadelphia Eagles, 
you don't feel good about running the ball against their D-line because any given time, you're looking on the sideline and saying, okay, once I get these guys out, who's over there? Well, you got Jalen Carter, Carter, you got uh, Fletcher Cox sitting over there, uh, you got you got all these Brandon Grahams over there just chilling, waiting for the playoffs to come so he can show out. Like You got all these guys sitting on the sideline just like, let me go, let me go, let me go, like, let me out the cage. And that's I don't think you have that in the interior defensive line got here it on in the Dallas. Edge. So, on the but, edge, yes. But my, my argument would be that on the defensive, line, defensive tackles that you're talking about, which you've never, you haven't told me the names before the show. You haven't said them during the show. So I'm just thinking of who we have not even discussed mm-hmm. this, but it's just in my head. And the people I'm thinking of, I think of them as the same as those shutdown corners that I don't really think mm-hmm. that teams are letting those guys go. And so those are on your upper echelon. And then the group that you probably can get a defensive tackle, I wonder how much better those guys are than what you already have. I, I hear you, and I, and I agree with you. But my whole thing is shoot or shoot. Yeah. Shoot your mm-hmm. shot. You're probably going to get a no. Yeah, but at least open a conversation because these teams that I'm talking about, these are teams that are in rebuild phase right now. Right, but the problem is that th- what they're going to want from you is none of your players. They're going to want your top picks, right? and you're going to need your top picks because you have to go and spend most of your salary cap on your franchise quarterback, your your uh, your elite edge rusher. Here we go to the future again, though. Here we go to the future. Right. I I hear you. I hear you, but this has been the reoccurring issue for Dallas over the years. Yeah. we got to be able to keep these things because we need to be able to build for the future. No, no, no. And you're like, talking about what they should do. Yeah. I'm just talking about from covering the team what I think yeah. no, they I, will I, do. No, but I, I'm, I and I'm with you. you. Yeah, I don't you, disagree yeah. with you, but I'm saying that's what they continue to fall into. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like, I have to keep, I got to keep this. I need this. I'm not using it, really. Or, you know what's the difference, but, too? <laughs> is that he's Howie Roseman, and he's mm-hmm. the GM. And if he doesn't do well, and he swings right now, well, he's out of a job. Yeah. Here it's different yeah. than that. And here, like, as I've always thought about that, because that's a, such a big question when you cover the Dallas Cowboys is, hey, you know, even people that don't follow the team, like I would just went home for the bye week to Michigan and, and was around a bunch of friends that, you know, they'll ask you, like, you know, how come they can't get over the top and, you know, all this stuff like that and everything. And what do you think about Jerry really as a GM and stuff like that? And I'm like, the difference is, is that he's never going to be replaced. So mm-hmm. the the way that he looks at it is going to be different than someone like, I need to make a splash right now. Like, that person can get fired if it doesn't work. Don't get me wrong. Like, like Isaiah could be in charge, and he can get fired for making this decision. But they also could win the whole thing. <laughs> and he could be looked at as the savior of the whole thing yeah. and be there, like, you know. But I even look at the Howie Roseman thing, where we're like, there's times since 2017 where I've seen their fan base, like, rip him and, and, and talk about, like, how this just isn't the answer whatever. And you're just kind of looking, you're like, you have one of the best run teams in the league and so there are those ups and downs when you have somebody hired for that position as opposed to when the owner does it um and but you have to look at the evidence and say 27 years without getting there yeah. maybe what's maybe the downside? You need it. right like what's the downside honestly you potentially lose something on your future but yeah. you you take that that sacrifice. would be a, yeah. i like what's the real downside it depends like, on what you're getting yeah. in return but if the return is what it has been for philly what it was for the rams in their super bowl year what it was for the buccaneers then yeah you take that <laughs> yeah you take that 10 times out of 10 all those guys, I, walked, I think, all those guys walked away with rings yeah, yeah. they got they got a little okay right just making sure that's what but you play I, for I, I if you can walk away with that then it, anything's worth it at this point yeah and I think Jerry would tell you the same. I really do. He would. I, it's, it's business tactics on the fan this morning. I, I'd be I'd be surprised if they don't make a move at the deadline. Yeah, I would be too. So do you think they'll make a move? Because I, 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 th- I think oh, they they're going to. I think yeah, they will make, make, a make a move. I don't think it's going to be the, the splash, splash right. that yep. I'm looking for yeah. that I think this team needs. I, I think I'm leaning toward Nick saying it was, it was more so a – a negotiation tactic. It was a businessman move on the 105.3 The no, Fan side this morning. I think they will make a splash. You think it's going to be a splash? I think they make a splash. I think they make a splash. Cannonball? 
Quick question, uh, quick question. A one to ten like splash a, meter. Like a screwdriver. Like one of those like halfway See, that's ones. what I'm not, not a splash. <laughs> one to ten splash meter. What are we thinking? Like, an, like a seven. What, what we, seven, okay. But you ten really? is but like Von Miller to the Rams a few years back. Sure, yeah. Okay. yeah that would be a good representation. Okay. Yeah. seven? Yeah. Give me like a seven. What do I think is going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Four and a half. Four and a half? Oh, he's hired me. I was going to say four. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah. okay. What well, do you well here, I'll use an exact I, I, example. I want, I want an uncomfortable you, move. I want, I'm going to say, I want something that's like, oh, crap. Like, <laughs> I don't care who's in that position, you're sitting down. Yeah. You just want stress? Is this, is this <laughs> I, want, I want teams to, I want, first of all, I want you to bring somebody in that's so freaking dominant that everybody in that position group has to elevate their game. Mm. And I want somebody, I want somebody so dominant that other teams are like, Oh, okay. They're not playing. Yeah, they're not playing because that's what you've seen from your from your biggest rivals over the past few years. I'm not playing. I know we have to go to break. But we linebacker, have to go to break. yeah, linebacker. Anything there? No. Uh, maybe I would like to trade for a linebacker, yeah. but I don't know about who's out there. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we're gonna have a two minute segment, and then we're gonna take your phone calls. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We are taking your text messages as well on the Cowboys podcast text line. We've already got a couple of them rolling in. Go ahead and shoot in those text messages. Get on the phone lines. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. More talking Cowboys right after this. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now, Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is, Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile bank. Banking app only available on select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome back into Dear Doctor, the show where I answer life's questions with an ice-cold can of Dr. Pepper. Sheila, let's hear from our next caller, would you? Dear Doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time, but what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks, girl. Better than a -a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this segment is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome back into a Talking Tuesday, 888-855-2297. We've got some, I love this text message, this is from the 702. 
said, since I'm not part of the organization, I can save the name Isaiah Kant in terms of running back. Uh, this fan, specifically not a part of the organization, is wanting Derrick Henry. And he says, I agree. I don't know if that's who you were referencing. We're going we're gonna to leave it at that. I don't, I don't know if that's who you were referencing, but that's who this fan wants. Derrick Henry at the running back position. Mm, we appreciate your info. Yeah, thank you for all the, the, the help there. Uh, <laughs> back here with John Machota, Nick Harris, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Glad you're with us. Did the Cowboys win the bye week is another question we have on here from the 609. Did they win the bye week? Did they get healthy, stay out of trouble? I mean, you see Chris Olave last night. That's some interesting news uh, out of New Orleans. I don't know if it's going to really change a whole lot from there. He got arrested for a Reckless driving. He was driving, driving 70, 70 and a 35. 35. Yeah. I don't want these cars. Yeah. But, hey, stayed out of the news, as Nate Newton likes to say, and, and that's apparently the case. Nick, based off of being around the team and kind of seeing some of the guys – throughout the week did you feel like the Cowboys won the bye week yeah absolutely whenever everything's quiet for a week it's it's a really good thing and um, yeah I, I would say so especially whenever you factor in everything that happened in the NFL uh, over the weekend you know other than Philly beating Miami I think every other result worked in your favor you got the Niners losing you got the Lions losing um, you got Rams. the Falcons that are taking over the NFC South now which if you have to go on the road in the playoffs as a top wild card that's probably an ideal place to go in the first round so um, yeah there, there was a lot of things that played into the their favor in the NFC and they stayed out of trouble and uh, they were all back on, on the uh, practice field on Monday or on, not on the practice field, back in the building on Monday and uh, Mike McCarthy said yesterday that there's no real uh, big concerns with anybody on the 53-man roster right now as far as injuries go. So uh, I would say yes, most definitely. Big time. Yeah, the only way it would have been better is if the Eagles would have lost or if they would have made some type of a notable trade and then I would say, yeah, then they absolutely won the off or they absolutely won their bye week. But outside of that, um, getting some guys back healthy, nobody, as you mentioned, getting in trouble. Those are those are huge things during the bye. So, uh, yeah, they should be pretty happy about that. What do you think? I think yes. Uh, kind of piggybacking off what Nick said, I think you know the teams that you wanted to lose lost. Uh, Philadelphia didn't lose, but they. The Miami exposed some things that you probably can can utilize and next week. Either the Rams lost, you know that's your that's your next opponent. I think all good things, all good things in the bye week. Yeah. All right, now we're going to take our second break. I told you we were only going to do a, a two minute break, and then we're going to break again, and then we're going to take calls for the rest of the segment, the rest of the show. We're taking your calls eight 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 five five two two nine seven. We'll be back with more talking Cowboys right after this. They say champions are remembered, but legends are never forgotten. United Ag and Turf offers a winning lineup of John Deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field. Legendary John Deere tractors, combines, residential mowers, commercial mowers, compact construction equipment, gator utility vehicles, and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment. United Ag and Turf, the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. 
Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJackBlack.com. Black.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys on a Talking Tuesday. This segment is brought to you by, uh, I was uh, already said Invisalign. It's Quaker Oats. Presented by Quaker Oats, a super trusted, uh, a super trusted what? Superfood, man. There you go. Super trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. You don't you don't like doing the reads, do you? Listen, man. That's why they pay you the big bucks. No, they don't. They, they really don't. I'm just a contractor, Kyle. Yeah, okay. Whatever. I don't I'm, have a desk. I should, I should have you do the reads from now on. Why don't you guys just you share both check. of your salaries and let me and Nick break it down? Mm. Salaries? That's how you know. He has salaries. No. <laughs> I'm a contractor like you, sir. <laughs> we're all here. We're, we're here. That's all that matters. I did just find out that there's an official taco of the Dallas Cowboys yesterday. They have yeah. everything. Taco it's, Bueno. Yeah. Oh, get out of here, please. Mm-hmm. Let's go to our calls. <laughs> no, no. Let's go back and forth and see if they can, see how many Kyle can guess. Like how he probably knows all of them. I probably got them all. He has like a Quizlet that he mm-hmm. like memorized. Gas it's, station? Uh, it's got to be Seven no. Eleven. It's got to be. It used right? to be, but it's not anymore. Not anymore. Mm. They're not paying for that. No, not anymore. It used to be Seven Eleven, but yeah. <laughs> you retract uh, that statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, all right, let's go to one of our the official Talking Cowboys fans. How about that? Talking Cowboys fans in Florida. How about this, Dan? O, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on, Dan? Hi guys. How you doing? Doing good. What's on your mind? Hey, a couple things. Well, what I seem to think is that the O-line, is just they're just not getting it done. And I don't know if it's technique. I don't know if age is caught up uh, with what Zach Martin will say. Uh, or is it coaching? Um, or is it just a combination of that and the running backs? Um, I, I, that's my biggest concern. We, we're not moving people off the ball. That happened in uh, San Fran. They, they, you know, if that happens in Philadelphia, we're in, we're we're in trouble, and we got to get back to being that physical old line uh, that we had years back with Ron Leary, let's say a left ta- a left guard. I want to get your thoughts on that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the call, Dano. As always, Isaiah, I'll start with you on this one because I mean, feels like the Cowboys have been looking for that physicality on the offensive line really since Travis Frederick was up front Ron Leary of course what he did up front too and they've been good especially at times but at least through the Mike McCarthy era you haven't had this much health up front but you're still having some struggles so what what do you attribute that to uh, the continuity is just not there yet 
I don't know what it's going to take or when that's going to kick in to the point that you brought up in terms of the physicality. I think you hit some of the stuff on the head. I mean, Tyron's getting up there, not bending like he used to. Um, doesn't seem as aggressive as he once was. Uh, Martin, you know, Zach, I think he's more beat up than we probably know. Um, he just seems like he's he's dealing with some things. He doesn't seem as sure as he's been or as dominant as he was, has been in recent years. So I'm not going to speculate, but we just see what the production is on the field. Um, I think Tyler Smith is still learning. I see he's still learning. I think Tyler Biotis is undersized. Um, and you have a right tackle that's coming off of ACL and that's figuring things out. So, I mean, that's the reality. That's what you're dealing with. That's not making excuses. That's just facts. Um, you couple that with the fact that they haven't played a lot of snaps together in a game, and it's, it's not the combination that you want. They don't – I mean, they're, the offense is still top ten offense when you look at a lot of different – a lot of different um, – fields okay so it's not as bad as everybody thinks right they're top 10 offense in terms of rushing yards per game in terms of rushing attempts per game it just doesn't feel like it yeah you know what i'm saying it just doesn't feel like it um because it's not what it once was and what happens is we get spoiled about you know production from from recent years and when you had a zeke and tony pollard combination and you had guys getting moved off the ball and now all of a sudden you have a tony pollard and rico dado combination and it just doesn't feel the same you're not getting those big splash plays tony pollard's not the not the crick the curveball that he once was because he has to be the primary back there's a lot of things that go into this um but ultimately yeah you're you're absolutely right they're not as dominant as they once have been um and as one one of the reasons why I wanted this most recent year for them to spend their first round pick on an offensive lineman. Yeah, and then just thinking back to when they did have Travis Frederick and just the loss of him and how things have kind of gone in a different direction since then. Because at that time, you thought, oh, they're going to have Frederick, Martin, Tyron, and you just keep building around this. And that's yep. when you can throw in you know, a Ron Leary piece and, you know, heck, you could throw in Tyler Smith and who knows where it would go. But it just hasn't been that same since. So I will say – you know, that's not to sit there and blame Biotish, but it is, I look at how how little Mike McCarthy has had that number one offensive line together in his time just as head coach, and it just really has not been there to where I'm sure he expected and where I think a lot of us thought that, hey, if you keep the continuity here, you add in a piece, like eventually this group will keep growing together, and it just really hasn't happened. I will say I thought it would be better this season. We haven't yeah. necessarily seen that yet. Talking to Mike McCarthy yesterday on his conference call, though, and he was asked about that, he did add in there that schematically he says that they are asking a lot more from their protection unit than they have in any other time since he's been their head coach. So, Yeah, and you pair that with the fact that they're banged up. Uh, all guys are banged up up front. I think Terrence Steele is the only one that hasn't popped up on an injury report so far this season, and he's the one that's coming off of an ACL tear. <laughs> so um, it, all these guys are just going to have to find some rhythm, not only on the field, but getting healthy. You mentioned the rushing production, Isaiah. I think that's a really good point because they might tell a different story. It's like, hey, you know, there's, there's rushing production here. There's a lot of attempts, blah, blah, blah. It's a really good example of stats being deceiving, and I know you love this conversation. Mm. Uh, because whenever they, he's a stats guy, he is, he is a huge Big stats, stats guy. guy. <laughs> whenever uh, <laughs> whenever you get inside the, the yes, whenever you get inside the twenties, that's when the trenches really become important, and um, that's that that's where you've seen the red zone lapses at times this year. So I I um I would like to see that group take this bye week, or I would like to see coming out of this bye week that this group is kind of taking it upon themselves to find that extra gear. I think they have the right guy leading them uh, with uh, offensive line coach Mike Solari. Uh, you could point to him. You could point to Zach Martin. 
I, there's a lot of really good influences in this room, and I think you have a combination of young guys and veterans and uh, guys that have been in this league for a really long time that can get this thing solved. It's not really a huge concern for me, even though I would point to it as one of the bigger offensive problems over the course of the first six weeks. Yeah, it's a, the curious case of the offensive line in 2023. That's what it ends up being, <laughs> yeah. because you don't know... On paper, you're looking at it and you're saying, okay, these guys are all really good at their position. They've all been the Pro Bowls with the exception of Terrence Steele. I mean, these guys are good enough to get it done, or I guess Terrence Steele and Tyler Smith. But these guys are good enough to get it done, and on paper you feel very confident, but then the the production just isn't there. So is it technique? Maybe. Is it the the coaching staff, like you said? I don't think so. Uh, but, I mean, depending on what your opinion, it, opinion is – could certainly point in that direction, but either way, offensive line's got to be better going into the, the post-bye week part of the season. All right, let's go to Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie, you're on Talking Cowboys. What's going on? Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? Doing great. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, so I had this on my mind because uh, I've heard uh, Coach McCarthy always speak about how this year he wants to play to, to his defense. Mm. So with the you know the upcoming uh, trade deadline, I was thinking about a guy from the Broncos. If you really want to play to your defense and you want to make your strength that much stronger, I would trade for Patrick Sertain. If you have to give up a first round pick this year, first and a, <clears throat> a first or third, and maybe a second and a fifth next year, he's definitely worth it. He's young. He's only had two years in. I believe he has like what two three years left in his contract. You you. Uh, Put the two outside cornerbacks, him and Trayvon Diggs. Imagine those three guys, him, Trayvon Diggs, and Deron Bland in the slot again. Now you can play to your run defense, which is the weakness. Put in the safeties, bring the safeties down, bring these guys down. You want to go one-on-one, that's what uh, uh, Dan Quinn likes to play, right? Uh, uh, man, imagine that. You'll fix a lot of problems if if you trade for this guy. That's what I believe. What do you guys think? Ronnie's out here hitting the rosters. He's looking at potential options. I like it, Ronnie. Thank you for the call, as always. John, what do you think? I'm fine with where they're at a corner. And the reason I say that is because I'm looking beyond this year, and I want to make sure that I would be able to re-sign Deron Bland. I'm trying to keep Bland and Diggs together. You're not paying top dollar for four or three, four corners. It's just not going to happen. I would mm-hmm. rather, uh, that's my future. I'll piece in another guy that you, you do draft and develop or you signed as a veteran free agent or heck, make a move like they did for <clears throat> Stefan Gilmore like that. There's just other areas on the team. I, I already have money invested if I'm them in the cornerback position and I have a young piece I'm trying to keep. While, yes, there are plenty of, there are other good corners out there and that certainly would help this defense. Don't get me wrong. Um, but then there's also a part of me that I look over at, let's say, like in San Francisco, and I know they were a little bit exposed yet last night, but I don't think that you need to have three elite corners because I do think that that would hurt you in some other areas because uh, not only do I want to be good there, I want to make sure I keep this pass rush where it's at, yeah. and then the other part of it is, is we keep talking about offensive line. Like I need, looking forward, if I'm the general manager, I need to have some answers on where – you know, Tyron Smith's not getting any younger. Zach Martin's not getting any younger. Where am I? I, I got to add some pieces there that aren't going to be cheap either. So it's like, yes, that would help. And believe me, like, uh, you know, not not to hate on the Rangers. I'm, I'm not trying to take anything away from they did, but let's not act like they didn't just spend like $500 million in the middle of their, uh, of their uh, on second and 
What? John. No, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's exactly like what an Astros fan. Well, no, the Astros are the same way. I'm just saying, you're like, right. let's not you're right. get you're 100% twisted. Right. Let's not get twisted on this. Oh, pull themselves by, by the bootstraps. No, they pull themselves up and spend a bunch of money in a league where you can just spend a ton <laughs> of money. Spend money. This wasn't some magical work. potion. You're not like, supposed to identify it. I'm just saying, like, we're the, having fun over here. Like, a lot of people don't talk about it, but it's like, I see the Rangers win, and I'm just like, yeah, that's awesome. Like, yeah. I would, like I'm would like i a Detroit Tigers fan. When I look at the Rangers win, I'm not like, man, wow, that crazy. I'm like, I wish the Tigers would spend more money. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But baseball is different than it is. Like, it there is. is a salary cap that I understand that you can manipulate it, and you can overspend in certain areas. But at the end of the day, there is a salary cap. And so you do have to focus on just not like, all right, this is fine, this is fine, this is fine. Where's our, where's our problem area? That, just throw some money at it. That'll be fine. Uh, throw some more money there. Like, like there is a salary cap. So that, that does make it where it's, okay, do you want this player? That, then that's going to take a little bit away from what we're going to be able to spend in some other areas. We get, we got to be quick because we do have one more call. But I, I wanted to ask, we were talking on that 1 to 10 scale earlier of like what would be a splash move. Would Are you completely set at corner or would like a 4 or a 5 trade oh. be okay? No, 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 no. There's definitely something that, that needs to Sertan be done. Sertan would be a They're 10 one and injury a half. away. That would be incredible. Yeah. But, I mean, like you said. Three elite corners, that's a lot to No, no, undertake. no, for sure. I'm not saying elite, but uh, they are one corner injury away from being some serious issues there now with Diggs being out. So, no, I'm not saying that they're set at corner. I'm not saying that you shouldn't go out and make a move. I'm saying, because, again, we're not mentioning that player's name, but when I'm talking about going after an elite guy like that, yeah. that you're also going to have to pay a lot of money going forward, I don't know that that really fits in with where this team is right now at that position, at least. If they had not paid... Trayvon Diggs, and this was like, oh, hey, going into his final year type thing like that. That particular move with that particular individual sounds more intriguing. But now that you've paid Diggs and then I've seen nothing, nothing to make me think that they're not going to want to do the same type of thing with Deron Bland. Yeah. I'm not just paying. I can't just pay every corner in the league to come here and let's go five deep with with guys all making hundred million dollars. You know, you, there is some strategy that is involved there. Isaiah's quiet over here. Would you make a splash move like that? Because it would. It would absolutely hamstring you in the future. But it would be enough to at least get lock you down for 2023. Not at that position. Not there. Right. If you're going to do it, you would do it elsewhere. And yeah, because I can. <clears throat> you can out scheme some good, really good cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they're going to still cause you some problems. But you can out scheme guys to be open as receivers. The, the positions I'm talking about, you can't out scheme those. Mm. You guys got to hit them in the mouth. Okay. Yeah. So different. Mm-hmm. Different. You want a 10, but in a different area. I needed where trenches. <laughs> yeah. And where I can get down to the red zone and I don't have to worry about passing. I'm going to hit you in the mouth. I'm coming yeah. downhill. I'm going to tell you, if there, if there was a position to add, I think interior defensive line would probably be the most impactful, yes. depending on who you get, obviously, yep. because it would just open everything up. Yep. All 11 guys on the, on the defense. It'd so. be great. I, really I would be. like to have a linebacker, too. I yeah, I agree. Uh, but I, like I said earlier, I don't know who's out there. I yeah. really don't know. It's a thin position. Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on there. But hey, there's a lot of ways to go. Uh, October 31st, Halloween, 4 p.m. Eastern time is the trade deadline. So 3 p.m. Central. Spooky. Things are going to get way spooky. Tomorrow, we're going to break down the – where it's Wednesday. So we're going to break down the Cowboys' defense going up against the Rams' offense. How are they going to slow down Cooper Cup and company? Cooper Cup back in the fold. 
Puka Nakua has been playing well. They've got some guys, some weapons outside, and we'll talk about the Cowboys' defensive matchup. Plus, we'll hear about around the NFL with John Machota. We'll hear some different storylines and some of the things that are sticking out. Uh, maybe there's uh, maybe there'll be a couple more trades because we, maybe we should hit that Philly trade and a, a little bit deeper because there's a lot going on there. Uh, we got Cowboys storyline coming up next on the Dallas Cowboys Radio Network, of course. 10 p there 10 a.m central time cowboy storyline with nick even you can get your calls in 888-855-2297 but that does it for us here on talking cowboys today guys it was good to be back with you missed you guys yeah i hope y'all didn't have too much fun i didn't no yeah. no me and john was... had a terrible time no oh, <laughs> awful right awful yeah on the break did you have fun I was the boy on Girls Talk, Boys Talk. There you go. That's Girls right. Talk, Boy Talk? Boy Talk. Yeah. Boy. Yes, Love boy. There you go. Love that. I like it. But glad to be back with my guys. Glad to be back here on Talking Cowboys. We'll be back tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time. Chris Beam in the back for Isaiah Stanback, John Machota, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you tomorrow with more Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!